My guest today is the sparkling actor, author, model, mother, Juliet Ibrahim. People always say that light-skinned people get all the <laughs> everything, all the roles, all the everything. And I'm still single. <laughs> You're still single. From Accra to Lagos, or more like it, from Lebanon to Liberia to Cote d'Ivoire to Accra to Lagos. You've chosen Lagos over Accra. <laughs> Why? <laughs> she has lived several lives in one and I think she's just 35 or at least much less than 40 from surviving two wars, escaping in the dead of the night from one country. I remember my dad wasn't around. It was just me and my, my mom and siblings. And we just had a loud boom. And the, the, the house like basically shook. We now looked across on the balcony. The building just dropped. To being abandoned at the altar by her husband. And to surviving things that have crushed other people. I was the broken one. You know, so I can speak from my side, right, like what right, I felt. Because right. I had lost, basically I was embarrassed. Yes. You know when the media write about, oh, Juliet is having this huge wedding coming up, blah, yes. blah, blah. Juliet will tell me today how she survived, how she recovered, how she turned loss into something beautiful, and why she can say today that she's finally, totally, I mean, we're just talking, as you came in, about colorism, yeah. you know, but the flip side. So, you know, um, people always say that light-skinned people get all the, <laughs> every, the, all the roles, all the movies, all the husbands, all the boyfriends wow. or girlfriends, all the everything. And I'm still single. <laughs> yeah, still single. And then I'm reading your book and you're saying that actually one of the reasons why you didn't want to model or even get into any pageants was because you would never win because you were considered not Ghanaian enough or not dark enough. Yeah, or not African enough. Or not African yeah. enough. Mm -hmm. how, is that, how is that possible if everybody is saying you are the one winning on every ground? You see, that's the thing. It's, it's very tricky. Everybody mm -hmm. has that uh, perception that, okay, light-skinned people are, you know, have it all. But funny enough, we're just like everybody else, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we are human beings just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And for me, like growing up, I suffered a lot. Self-esteem mm -hmm. issues was, and my yes. skin color was one of those things, yes. you know, because yeah. everybody thought I was favored, mm -hmm. that I didn't deserve what I got whenever I got it. But mm -hmm. I was an A-class student, for mm -hmm. instance, right? Mm -hmm. I will be competing with the boys in class. If somebody is taking A today, I'm behind them, like, valedictorian i'm the next mm. person you know that kind of thing mm. but it's because i know i had to learn mm. to be able to pass from my my parents at home first thing you have to pass in school to be able to be the musician you want to be you basically to be yeah i wanted to grow up to be a musician and yeah. a superstar so <laughs> i needed to pass so i will be studying i will be doing everything yeah. and it just wasn't because of the looks that i'll be in the drama class or i'm going to mm. be the one you know, taking first in class or even in the whole school, I came second mm. when I was graduating in high school. Mm. So it's just not about that. Yeah. And it, it's come a long way. It has yeah. taken to a toll on me over the years yeah. where um, people think that, oh, I got to where I am today because of my color or my yeah. looks. Yeah. 
thank God I'm beautiful, yes, yeah, but what if, you know, I was in mixed race? Yeah. Does that mean that I don't deserve the beauty that I have? Sorry, okay. does that mean that I don't deserve the beauty? Yeah, right. Okay, okay, okay. So because of the sound. Oh yeah, it's true, yeah. true. Yeah. So what if I was mixed race, right? Yeah. Does that mean that, or I was black? Yeah. Does that mean that I'm still not beautiful? Like mm. it doesn't really add up when people complain and nag about, oh, mm. this person has it all. Mm. So then the next point I would like to make on that is that mm. in the industry I'm in, mm. mixed race people are placed in that light where, okay, because you're light skin or you're mixed race, that means you're some type of way mm. you're either um, loose nice. you're either um, you have uh, anger issues right. there's I meet some yes. guys and they'll tell yeah. me that oh mixed race girls have too much wow like people are yeah. always upset and angry yeah. like, so dark-skinned girls don't get angry so this is a real thing <laughs> it's a real I was thing about this there's a Ghanaian series on Netflix uh -huh. that I watched mm -hmm. and there was this stunning mixed race woman dealing with mm -hmm. her own challenges and everybody's like and then she kept saying this, that people think she's angry because she's mixed race, which oh, in turn wow. makes her angry. Oh, you see? Uh -huh. <laughs> so when I was watching, I'm like, so ah, this thing. is a bit yeah. of a stretch. So you are saying this is a real thing. It's a thing. real thing. I meet people who just even would tell me that you don't even look African or you don't look like yes. you're a black person. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm black. Yeah. I'm black. <laughs> I'm black. Like, there's different shades of black. Yeah. Forget that, you know what I'm saying? There's different shades of black. So that's the thing. People just don't get that. They feel yeah. like if they see a certain color, you're supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. Like my hair is rough. Do you know how many hours it took for me to fix this hair? It's, you understand? Know that's African. Yes. That's black. That's the black in me. Yeah. And another thing is we suffer a lot. Like for me as an actress, we suffer to get movie roles because sometimes there are not just too many actors that are light-skinned to right. pair you the, up as parents, for instance. Ah, how many light-skinned um, older men are there to play the so father true. role? So sometimes I've lost, uh, you know, like movie roles because of that, where they'll say, ah, we have to use somebody who's dark-skinned because we just, we feel like the pairing up won't work. Like the casting yeah. will yeah. not just be, will not make sense, yes. you know. There are lighter-skinned um, actresses and older ladies in yeah. Nigeria, which has helped me a lot. Mm. So sometimes they would just pair someone like a Ngozi as you know, as my yes, mother, you know, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Then the dad can now be darker. But it, it really is a lot because even with the casting in movies, yeah. they want to make you or cast you light-skinned woman yeah. as the home uh, breaker, husband snatcher. So there's this narrative they put in the minds of the people that are watching films, and I feel like that's why we get misjudged with that light skin thing in Africa. That's powerful. I've never thought it of is. that. It's a danger of a single story, isn't it? Oh. Where people, every, the, all the things you hear about light skin people mm -hmm. is about how, you know, how much of a blast they are having, how they are oh winning everything. And I like the way you didn't just say, oh, these are challenges we are facing. You actually broke it's yeah, down. It's, there's so much you more. You know? And there's a stereotype that you are. It's true. The homeless yeah. snatcher is always, it's almost often the yellow yeah. chick. I started turning down roles and people yeah. will be like, oh, we don't see you in so many movies. It's because I'm not getting the roles. Nobody's giving you like that chance to be the African woman. Like, yes. yeah, they will rather have you. It's like you're not African you... because you're light-skinned. Yes. Or so you, it's, or you don't, it's crazy. Or you don't have African values yeah. because you are not motherly, yes. you are not homely, you yeah. are not entertaining. So just imagine if I didn't even have my ship that shows that I'm African, that would be worse for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so this one is Oyubo, this one is Oyubo. Yes, you know that yes. kind of thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I just remember, I've always said, you know, I've heard, that, and I'm not a woman, and, you know, I'm dark-skinned, so. 
What's the issue? Wait, but you, the last week you said we're going to get me my branded pen <laughs> by this week. Okay. Um, so not a, so not obviously not a woman, but not was we say that oh, women it's only light skinned women that get all the roles. I would think what Genevieve is dark, mm -hmm. and Funke Akindele is dark, mm -hmm. and Dakore yeah. is dark, and I'm like, it doesn't, that doesn't seem true based on the facts. Mm -hmm. And now you're explaining it because as a movie producer, you know, you want to fall into a stereotype of an African woman. Yeah. You will just run into like a dark skin. Yeah. Woman. So basically everybody has challenges. Everybody has. And I would like to ask this question, how yeah. many light skin top actresses would you name out of Nigeria or the Nollywood industry? How many? That's what I was just thinking yeah. about now. You don't have them. But you know, that must be, you know, that must be, that must be terrible where you are a victim of a stubborn stereotype. Indeed. But nobody will listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In fact, the more you protest, the more they'll be like, yeah. please, Julia doesn't have problems. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, and sometimes some people just even look at me and say, ah, this one, we cannot afford her. I've yes. had that with producers as well. I'm like, have you approached my management or have you approached me and did I give you a price that you assume that you can't afford me? Like, there's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hmm. It's crazy. This could do an entire show on this. <laughs> but I want to ask, how does that make you, all of this make you feel? I think, you know, like I said, when I was growing up, it really took a toll on me because, like, you know, if I want to be a part of anything, I have to rethink because they'll say, oh, you know, mm. there were things, there were rumors that, oh, maybe, like, somebody has to go and represent, um, Ghana at mm. the Miss World, mm. you know mm. they're going to be sending a dark-skinned girl. Mm. So mm. I will not even stress myself Self. to even go and enter the competition yeah. because I feel like I probably just wouldn't, wouldn't get it. Yeah. You so know. Need to waste so time. all these things happen. I went through a lot because I had this dream. I wanted to be a superstar at any cost in mm. life. You know, mm. I wanted to be a musician. Then I grew up wanting to be a model, like a supermodel, because of one of my cousins who was a model in America. Right. And then I went on to saying okay i want to be an actress yeah so i i, I grew up in with that in me Hunger like idea. you know that i was meant for something to just be out there on stage mm -hmm. so leader in every way possible so i needed to be in the spotlight when i was very young mm -hmm. and i struggled with it because there were comments from you know classmates they were till dates like it's so hard that sometimes when I miss opportunities, mm -hmm. it gets to me. But then I'm like, you know what? You've come so far. Like, mm -hmm. God just made it so easy for me. Mm -hmm. Everything happened. You know, some people just don't get it like that easy. They mm -hmm. just, they go through like several auditions mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. For me, my very first audition was where my breakthrough happened. Right. My very first audition. You talked about it in the book, but tell yeah. us about it. I got a lead role. Right. I got a lead role for the movie Crime to Christ in Ghana yeah. at the time. I was um, I had won a beauty pageant, mm -hmm. Queen of Languages, which was for my school, the Institute of Languages. And someone walked up to me and said, "You fit a role that we you know we have for a movie." I was like, "Movie? Last time I acted was when I was in school, you know that kind of thing, like high school." And I was like, "Okay." 
let me try out. Mm -hmm. So I went there and it was like over 50 people like outside. I was like, and I'm a very shy person, by the way, very shy. So I was like, oh God, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And then they paired me up with Majid Michel, um, the Ghanaian actor. And And he was um, big at the time. He was, well, that was when the industry started. Yeah. So he was a bit known from some series he had done. Yeah. Yeah. So we... I just went and I was doing chew and pour with the lines they give me. I, I thought <laughs> they were chew and pour. <laughs> chew and so pour. I was like, okay, if they said this, I would just be saying it. I'll be straight faced like this. And it's like, and the next thing I got a call in two days that I got the book. I was like, wow, acting is that easy. So hold on. Okay. I'm saying, like, wow, acting is that easy. Okay. Okay, good. And in two days, I got the role, yeah. and I was like, wow, acting is that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing is, I had to start negotiating with them. Right. Because, uh, mind you, before that, um, whole acting thing started for me in, I think this was about 2007 or 2006 ending. Yeah. Uh, I had my salon already right. that I was running. Right. So I was already a big girl at that time, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so when they said I needed to be on set for 10 days, it's like 10 days, so who's going to take care of my business? Like, I was mm. not calculating. And then the guy at the time paid me, I think I got about $100 equivalent at that time for my role. That was my first Ooh. payment. Right. And he said, this is like the first high amount we are paying for upcoming artists. I was like, really? So how much do you give them? They now told me, I was like, hey, people are suffering in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> because you're already making yeah, money, so you're you know? comparing it with So like... I was like, okay. Let me just do it. Mm. It's an experience because they were really on my case. Like, we really need you to. But then for me, when I thought, um, I spoke with my mom, I was like, this is what's happening. She's, I was like, you know, I've always wanted to, to be, be from star. watching my Bollywood movies back in the day, practicing like Indian, you know, and stuff like that. I was like, okay, let me just do this. So mm. my mom was like, okay. So I went on set and mm. it was an experience. Mm. You know, but I literally did true and poor in the movie <laughs> because. So you admit that that, one, see, that first one was true and poor. Do you know when I watch it, I will be cringing. Like when I watch it nowadays, but guess what? Uh-huh. People still love that movie. Yeah, of course, you wouldn't be here. If... But the backlash that came with it later, when the film came out, why? Who is this one with her K leg? What yeah. is this? Oh my god! Oh. And your, your K leg was always an insecurity for you since you were. Yeah. I suffered. I used to, I would cry. My mom would say, Oh don't I was like people were so mean to me. She cannot speak good English. Blah 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 blah. The insults. Like how is she even pronouncing the words? Mm. Oh, I was I I went through a breakdown that period. It mm. was bad for me. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You've just listened to the free version of the Witchude podcast. To listen to the full version, search for Witchude on Apple Premium. Or subscribe to our Patreon via all.witchude.com. Also, we want to hear from you. Kindly rate this podcast wherever you're streaming from and share on social media. It validates the work that we do and helps us reach even more people. Thank you. Let's be human together.